podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. When the fat lady sang Liverpool's Brazilian hot stepper did the business, it's the day trippers. Thursday night, Liverpool exited a second Euro competition at the scene of a previous triumph, but then Phil Coutinho also repeated history to defeat Manchester City with another classic winner. I'm Trev Denny, and joining me to bask in the victory and pick the bones out of the feet, and then look ahead to remaining fixtures are Damien Flood and the young Dave Thomas and Phil Casey. <laughs> okay, right, let's uh, just have a general chat around the topics of Besiktas versus Liverpool, Liverpool 2, Manchester City 1. Um, so there's several talking points I suppose um, only one place to start that's Phil Coutinho and his tremendous shooting which all of a sudden he can do so after a season where he's been our best player definitely and uh, introduced us all to the Coutinho he's also raised the pulley draggy wide of the far post shot from his game and uh, he's banging in goals of the season match winners if, if, you, if you don't mind this is a good thing Andy how are you, how are you feeling about Phil and his uh, recently acquired ability to shoot yeah, very nervous about it, actually. <laughs> yeah, this is your theory about other people poaching, is it? Well, it's, it's obvious, isn't it? Like, Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now now he's the focal point of that team. Everybody is looking at Coutinho mm-hmm. and thinking that team is being built around Coutinho and everything that happens, it's all Coutinho. Mm-hmm. So no doubt, like, Barca, Real Madrid are going to be sniffing around. So... I'm quite nervous about it, but for the time being, anyway, it's brilliant. Yeah, let's enjoy it for now. We've got a superstar uh, again, and uh, he's just, again, week out, he's class. There were at least three occasions where he struck the ball absolutely wonderfully. One of them straight down the keeper's throat, and another one got a deflection and went over the top. It was towards the end of the match. Now, that's a different style of shooting. Like It's it's like he's learned how to strike the ball correctly under pressure. Yeah, I mean, I suppose... 
as well as when you're so desperate to score, because he knows he needs to add more goals to his game. Mm. I mean, what number ten isn't kind of scoring a like a, you know has a, some sort of a goal ratio, one and three or whatever, mm. and he hadn't got that. So there would have been an awful lot of pressure. Like it's all well and good, like little chips over the top and keeping possession, little turning turning players inside out. But if you don't have the end product, mm. you can't be recognised as one of the best players in Europe. And but adding goals to his game, that's what he is. Mm. So I mean. Now he's now he's just seen, seems to be doing what he is like you know, like all the pressures off his back and he's just banging them. Yeah, yeah, that that that's kind of the thing, Floody, isn't it? You know, Ali was mentioning about him being desperate to score, but that doesn't come across. There's a kind of relaxation about it. in the same way as Henderson was around about the shot that he took. It just looks so deliberate and poised. I was watching it the other day, and kind of both strikes kind of were the same way. And going back to Coutinho's one against Southampton, it was very the samey. And just as Andy was saying there a minute ago, like when he's striking the ball. Pretty much like when you take a driver out on the first tee and you try to motor the ball down the fairway, you normally mm. come yeah, across yeah, it, you don't hit it. Yeah. Coutinho was doing that. That's how he was always coming across it and dragging it away because he was trying to force it. Yeah. But if you notice them streaks, even Henderson's one and the two Coutinho ones, he doesn't burst the ball. Yeah, he doesn't, it's just deliberate. He, he, it's saying, deliberate. Yeah. He just yeah. streaks through it and it's a, it's a fluid motion. And it's, uh, I don't know where, it, I'm sure they're practicing on shooting a, a, quite a lot and training and things like that. But yeah. it seems to be something that he's, kind of grasp now and he's, he said the strikes are becoming a lot more purpose he's not trying to motor the ball and mm. rip the back of the net off mm. he's actually just trying to get them on target with a bit of pace and a bit of power and, them, like, you know, mm. and it seems to be working well for him I mean, yeah, if you look at some of his shooting previous to this like it was he was chasing the ball yeah. you know he's just trying to swing a leg at it yeah. now, was like, now if you look at any of the still shots like you know where they capture his mind, he's looking straight down at the ball and he's very relaxed and like just the shape you can tell yeah. that he's going to connect. That's what I'm saying. It was the only part of his game where he seemed to be, as you say, out of control. Yeah. Whereas up to that, all the poise was there, the little through yeah. balls through and the little dink passes. Yeah. But the shooting, as you say, it was always, almost seemed to be escaping him so he was pulling it across yeah. the goal. I don't that. know what it is with so many young players. They take, like they, obviously they're, they're ripping it up on an underage level and when they come on the scene, they, they find it hard to, for the goals to come and the finishing to come. Like mm. If Sterling finishing isn't the best and, and Coutinho you see it with him but like as time goes on they just seem to, this just seems to appear out of nowhere like we had Suarez struggling to, to you know to score in his fourth season you know and, and they, for the second season as well he always felt he was playing at 90 miles an hour and he wasn't relaxed but it just seems to come all of a sudden mm. and that's what's happened like you know so there doesn't have to be some mad explanation to it it is a lot a lot of it's in the head and it's just, he's so controlled looking now than he was previously Padraig Harrington you mean is that what you're trying to tell me here you're going to make golf uh, a lot of yeah, no uh, they haven't brought up the golf but it, it's so true you mm. know I mean golf is the same it's, you know, you just once, you, once you're feeling relaxed get the head it makes, it makes such a difference yeah, yeah fair enough uh, Dave, the we should also give a special man, mention to Jordan Henderson's hit there as well. <coughs> it's been briefly flagged, but that's a hell of a strike. And it was something that people were crying about his lack of, uh, I suppose, end product as well. I mean, you know, all the energy in the world, all the all the industry in the world, but people want them to have end product. I think some, I think it was Carragher was saying, is that now four goals and ten assists in a season, which is pretty bloody impressive. I think it's four goals, uh, yeah, <laughs> something like four goals and ten assists. Yeah, yeah it's great. I mean. Henderson still needs to work on his goal ratio. You know, the, it's not so much that he doesn't score enough; it's that he gets in such great positions a lot of the times that he should score more. Mm. You know, he misses. I think he misses sitters. Henderson does, and that's a great goal uh, uh, on Sunday. Uh, fantastic goal! You know, no keeper saves that. You know, fair play to him, and he he played really well. Uh, certainly, second half Henderson was excellent. Um, first half a little bit 
you know, like all of them a little bit within themselves. But uh, it's a great goal, and you know, you want to see him add in more, same as Coutinho. Those are the in the system we play. If you don't play a recognised striker, you've got to be getting goals from the three or four players that are playing in and around the box. Um, I'd be a little bit worried that we are we're relying on those types of goals. I suppose if you're going to slightly criticise, you'd say, are we are we penetrating enough? Are we getting through? And we did a little bit on Sunday, I suppose. Um, but no, it's a great goal. As for Coutinho, I mean, the goal is almost like it's not even the best thing he did that game. Yeah. You know what I mean? The best things he did were all in his general play. He was the best player on the pitch by a country mile. Mm. Um, you know that, that if David Silva did what Coutinho did in that game, that we'd be talking about it for months and months and months. So Hazard or someone like that. Coutinho was phenomenal. He absolutely destroyed City's back six. Mm. You know he was absolutely yeah. Zabaleta on toast and Zabaleta's like the best right back in the league, and he just he beat them all ends up every time. Mm. Uh, so Coutinho and Henderson for the goal, fair play. But Coutinho was just magic. Uh, that win against City on the back of the Spurs and, and, and Southampton results, irrespective of points on the board, that represents the best run of form in the league. That is the best run of form uh, look, of any team in the league. Yeah, look, I mean, put, to put it into a bit of context, you know, we lost to United on December the 14th. We haven't lost a league game since December the 14th. Mm. You know, uh, and we've taken, I think it's 11 points out of 15 against Everton, Arsenal, uh, Spurs, Southampton, and City. Um, so you know, and we've beaten West Ham in there, who are also above us as well. So that is not an easy run of fixtures. If you were, you know, we did the pod after the three 0 loss to United, and there is no way anyone would have predicted that we were capable of that type of run. No way. You know, we're in, and it, it's chalk and cheese. We've gone from relegation form to title winning form. I mean, that's that's the difference in the two the two halves of the season. So I mean, it's it's phenomenal. And yeah, the last three results in particular, the Southampton, Spurs, and City results, they are. They are season-changing results. You know, that's three results there which just change the complexion of the season for us. Are you optimistic that that's sustainable then, just to finish up on that run of form topic? I mean, look, you know, the season, I think we're all a little bit winded by the first part of the season. The season... The season's been a tough season, you know, the first half in particular. And let's not forget, we lost on Thursday. You know, we went out to Europe. We went out to another competition on Thursday. So there's still these little wobbles that we have, you know. And But yeah, we're playing with a lot of confidence right now. If you look at our run-in versus particularly United's, you'd think that... Uh, you know, we've got to match them game for game and then we've got to beat them. I think we easily match them game for game. You know, in fact, I think we do better than that and then it comes down to what we do against them. So yeah, very confident. It's great to see, you know, uh, great result yesterday and, you know, long may continue. Yeah, absolutely. Phil, um, last week, one of the topics on, on the agenda was uh, the great Joe Allen debate and we didn't really talk a whole lot about it. Uh now, the man himself presented a hell of an argument in his own favour yesterday. Uh, he was my man in the match, actually, just busy the whole time <coughs> getting his foot in. He, he was basically creating a platform for the other guys to go and do their thing. Um, how did you feel about him over the course of the two games, if not just yesterday, whichever one you want to look at? Alan, for me, I've said it a number of times, it takes him four games, five games to get back up to speed. Mm-hmm. And yesterday we showed Joe Allen up to speed. Up until then, most people have been saying, oh, yeah, didn't really see what he's doing. He was doing an awful lot of very good work around the pitch, but he didn't have that sort of, he didn't have his passing level up to speed. And that's what, that's, that's what takes, takes him up to the next level. Is you could see him on the ball yesterday, very, very good with, 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 with the passes that was coming off. You know, they were incisive. He was able to get us through midfield very quickly. You know, get the ball. When if Henderson got the, wasn't on the ball, he got the ball in around the, the, the centre circle. 
he was able to find somebody in their final third, which straight away, like the old rugby term, he's, he's breaking the game line all the time. I mean, it turned City's defence completely, um, turned the midfield, and they were then chasing the ball backwards without him having to run through midfield, without him having to go on a, on a big slalomy run and allow them to catch up or, or, or regroup and reshape. And there's so many times that he just gets on the ball and it's a little touch and then straight through and, all, and, and it gives Coutinho, Coutinho is collecting the ball on the run and heading into, in, into space to, look, to get his head up and see what's going on. You know, everything about yesterday um, outside of the first 10 minutes, was, which was Helter Skelter Madness, right? It, it was just what you want. What was good about last year, it was qu- really quick, it was really pacey football. There wasn't a lot of hoofing going on. There was, we were getting the ball, we were moving it very quickly through, through, through the pitch itself. And, you know, Alan was key to what was going on. He just, just allows the defence, it gives the defence always an option on the ball. When, when one of the three centre-backs is there, he's there, he's able to take it side on and he's able to then get another pass forward. And he gets his foot in as well. He gets his foot in. Yeah, look, he's always, and, and he has been doing the last game, he, he's... he's a little pest, basically. He just gets in the face of the opposition team and he never he's relentless. Now, the problem he has sometimes is his physicality. He can be pushed off the ball. He's not the biggest player in the world. But to his credit, he went up against a couple of monsters yesterday and was well able to handle himself. Mm. I think I think the other thing is Joe Allen likes playing against Manchester City in the same way that Vincent Company hates playing at Anfield. Mm. You know, it's some, there's some teams that you always seem to play well again. And when you go back to even Allen's fourth season for us, and he, his <clears> best <throat> game he had for us in those opening ten games was against City and Anfield when he just absolutely bossed the the, the, mid, the, the City midfield. And that was a that was a, a peak Yaya Torre as well. He had him in his pocket at that stage. If he, so, if he was if he was say nine out of ten yesterday, say he, he he drops back a little bit, is he still along with Hendo and with Coutinho held them? Is that is that the, the trio around the middle of the park that you want to see taking us through to the end? Now, I think we're too quick to dump players, and I also think we're too quick to put players back in hmm. as fans. Like you know, he's in there on merit at the moment. And as long as he's performing, then he he, he deserves a right to so wear yeah, the jersey. We shouldn't. But the, the problem that we fall into is that then if somebody goes off, goes a bit off form, we start to draw breath and go, oh, better not let better we shouldn't take him out because he's too good to take out. It's a bit the same with Coutinho. Coutinho hadn't been playing as well. Like the Southampton game, he scores the goal, but didn't do much else in the actual game itself. He re- he gets rested for the uh, Besiktas away game, and you could see the difference. In, he was he was so lively. He was so, he was back to the levels he was beforehand. And a bit maybe with Sterling. I know Sterling went off to on the holiday to Jamaica. He's come back, had a great run of form. He's done gone into a little trough now at this stage. He was poor against Besiktas. He was he was lively yesterday. If still making the wrong decision now in the box, which has creeped back into his game, but that tends to creep back in with fatigue. Um, so you know, th- th- there's probably more options to rotate those players now than there was before. But just just going back to continue because I, I didn't get to get to talk about him. <coughs> it's just great, you know. As, as Andy said, like. The, we always have it's, it's something that we do as Liverpool fans we're always worried that, that one of the big sides are going to come in and take a player like him and the best comparison is when you look at David Silva and you look at you know he, he's been at his peak and it's probably just coming off the top of his peak now in terms of where he's been and you look at Coutinho and you say Jesus that fella is already getting close to what David Silva was bringing on a regular basis to Man City and he has been our best player this season there's no doubt about that and even with the little dip in form he had he was still he was still making things happen he mightn't have been doing it over 90 minutes but he was able to do it over you know 10-15 minutes enough to change games enough to, to get the wins under our belt so you know we should just be delighted to have him and long may he, con- may he continue Well Aguero team. aside you wouldn't swap Coutinho for any of their forward players mm. you know not in that position not in the way we play. 
Do you know what I mean? I mean, Silva's a great player, mm. but you need to play in a particular for in a particular formation. For Silva's not going to do the run in that Coutinho does, yeah, or the, yeah. put the tackles in that Coutinho does. Yeah. I mean, apart from Aguero, I wouldn't swap him for any of the forward players they had on yesterday. Mm. Silva's being very hot and cold. Like, yeah. I mean, the first season he came into the league, he lit the place up, and people like just. I mean, I suppose everyone knew about him. He was just, you know, playing regular Spanish in the Spanish uh, team, and it was like everyone's excited about him. Yeah, Coutinho came in as a bit of an unknown. Like and he doesn't get into the Brazil squad in general, so they're they're very quick to ignore him. But I mean, you look at what Coutinho's doing now. Like Silva hasn't done anything better than this. I agree. Yeah. I mean, if Coutinho can do this continuously, like they we we have a player yeah. like Silva that we paid eight million for. Yeah. Like it's it's absolutely incredible. But I, yeah. I'd even say that Coutinho is probably tactically more aware than Silva is because Silva's great when they get the ball. He's live. He's he's buzzing. As soon as he lost the ball, he doesn't really give a fuck. Yeah, it was he, just, he just, he just yeah. switches off. Yeah. Where if you see when we lose possession, Coutinho's dropping into where he's supposed yeah. to be. He's dropping in the midfield. He's, ha- yeah. he's chasing yeah. back yeah. his area. So he does kind of a little yeah. bit more. So I just want he's probably, I know it's it's hard to say he's going to be better than Silva, but, but I think he's more tactically aware than Silva. If you know you're overall having, in the yeah. game. If you know you're having 70% of the ball, you probably want Silva. But yeah, if you're yeah. not having that game, yeah. <clears throat> you know, if it's only going to be 50-50, you might have less than 50%, you want Coutinho every time. Well, it's just what Rodgers has done to the team, and he, he has every player working at bollocks off. Yeah. You don't survive in that team unless you're working. Whereas in City, like, they can carry players. You know, they have a very solid team, so they just they have players that are just luxury players. I mean, who would want Nasri in that team? Yeah. Really? I think three players, Coutinho was one of them, did over... 11k yesterday. Yeah, Lalana, Allen, and Coutinho, yeah. I think, all did it's a lot of surprises. It's an unbelievable output. You know what I mean? You know, Coutinho is getting deplauded today because he deserves them. But there was another 10 players out there that were just, you know, as effective in terms of what they delivered, in terms of the actual, in, in the result. That performance yesterday was such a contrast to the shite that went on from the second half in the Besiktas match. It, it's phenomenal. Yeah. And, and given the short turnaround as yeah. well. Like it's such a credit to them to the performance that they put on out there yesterday. Like it, it genuinely is, and it, but it also shows the value of Coutinho, of Henderson in the midfield. Mm-hmm. You know, it, when when we're in there, and also of Emery Chan in the back four or back three. Yeah. You know, because we didn't look as good defensively Fact. against Besiktas. <coughs> now, even though you know the, the the goal that happens, it's 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 a combination of Skirtle and Chan's fault, but uh, <laughs> you know. It, it's, it's, you're, you're, looking, you're looking at it, the difference in that back back three when you have him in there because he is the outball. Now it's without Sacco, we need at least one of those defenders to be really, really good on the ball, yeah. and that's what he does. And even credit to, to Lovren yesterday, and I think Lovren, in fairness, played very well yesterday. But and he wasn't doing a stupid sixty-five yard crossfield passes, which never fucking come off, mm. or doing stupid passes. Something that Andy mentioned last week. He went back to just being. If he got it, he just gave it to one of the midfielders, and the midfielder was able to. And he wasn't playing it back to Minula. He just tried to play the game as simple as possible. And that made him look a much better player. Well, one of the, one of the most obvious things that you could see from from Lovren yesterday was he was sliding passes into Coutinho's feet and said he couldn't stop it, mm. and it was relentless. Right. Uh, and and it, now, granted, that was the second half more than the first half. I thought he was a bit shaky in the first half myself, Lovren. But I, I want to talk about the defence. You've brought up Chan. We'll talk about Chan and Lovren because we, we should do that. Um, let's start with 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 that idea of Lovren. Do you think, uh, uh, Demo, there, there are signs of a gradual return of his confidence in that second half against? City? Or is is that wishful thinking on our part? No, I think it's that like he's always been a decent player that has kind of suffered on the back of how the team played. Like at the start of the season, everyone was shite at the start of the season. Let's mm. face it, mm. you know, everyone was. But he seemed to be the main man that got the brunt of everything. He got the finger pointed on him and said, 
It's all over as well. Mm. So, like Minilay, I think the last one was on the pod, I said the best thing with Minilay was take him out for nine, leave him out for a while mm. to try to get his confidence back. Mm. Now, as a centre half, once the confidence is gone, it, it's very hard to go back in back into a side you're going to be nervous and we've seen that in every game he's come in when he started he's been nervous for 10-15 minutes but as soon as he's settled down he's, he's been fine like he was fine against Besiktas then the penalty just ruins everything he's done in the game yeah. you know and then he, he, everyone has a go at him and I thought Sunday first 10 minutes aside he looked a bit ropey a bit, a bit rocky but then he settled down and I thought, I thought he had a very very good game yeah, look. If you if you've been part of a defence over 120 minutes that you know hasn't hasn't been that shaky, pointing the finger at him over the penalties nonsense, isn't it? You know I mean, at least he had the stones to take one. Yeah, exactly. There, there was other players that probably should have stepped up ahead of him. You, you, would, like you would like to have seen. He's, he's a centre half. He's probably one of the last men you want to see stepping up for a penalty. <laughs> yeah. Really is. Yeah. Uh, the 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 other member of the defence that was that was flagged there, and he was was Emre Chan. And um, after that central midfield display. Against Besiktas, he was really returned to the kind of Emery Chan that we've seen mm-hmm. uh, in the defence yesterday against City. I mean, we had a couple of people, you can just respond to these if you want, or, or take your own take away. Okay. Coptastic uh, was, it was writing in saying that Emery Chan's best position is actually defence, discuss. And then Craig Holden saying, should we make Emery Chan captain over Hendo next season? That's how impressive he, uh, he was uh, with his leadership. I mean, this is the kind of effect he's having on people after... I thought a very, 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 very average game in yeah, the middle. I, uh, like, I just find some of the remarks about certain players so bizarre. Mm. And the same, the opposite way when people are slaughtering Lovren. It's completely, like, it's it's uh, it's irrational. And it's very, uh, it's not balanced at all. Like, I mean, if you were, if Twitter was your basis, you never watch football, mm. you would believe that Lovren should be playing the conference <laughs> and Chan, or, or shot or something. And Chan yeah. should be playing, you know, World Cup finals. Yeah, fact. Like it's 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 ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, um, like what, what, I like I think he's great, but I want him in midfield, and I don't think he's a great centre half at all. I would I think do, did, did, did the two games in the week not sort of point out to you that? Well, look, we really need him in that defence at the moment, and he's excellent there, no? Yeah, okay. Like I mean, he, he didn't have a great game midweek. That like that was Liverpool back to. Um, pre kind of United mm. Crystal Palace when I felt we are the worst team in the league like there was an, certainly an argument to say that this team Alcorn Farm is the worst team in the league mm. and that's what they look like now can you just hold Janet accountable like it's such a knee-jerk reaction like you just can't say like okay you miss players like Henderson out there like he would have made a huge difference but the likes of Chan, you can't just say, oh, one game, that means you don't play midfield anymore. His no. future's in midfield. Mm. But even taking his own performance just on its own merits. <laughs> but the problem you've got Accidental with... Accidental Joel. What? Accidental Joel. Taking his own performance on, on its own merits. What, what, what do you think? I mean, like, was it not a really, really underlining the fact that, we, Jesus, we need that guy? Yeah, look, in, in the first half he was good. I thought he, he was all right. There was the second half... Or the, the seventy minutes, the second half, and then the min, uh, the the extra time was the worst. Like Liverpool performance was non good. Yeah, it was nobody good. Yet. So, like, I, I just rather erase that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. right, that didn't happen. Like, right so, now. I mean, it's just if you if you look at look, Chan is making mistakes at the back every game. Mm. So is Skirtle, so is Sacco when he's in there, and so is Lovren. That's why Tree is working out so well because you've always got covering players, mm. and as a unit, it's working out brilliantly. But no way would you put two of them players together to, to create a back four. Why would you moment. create a back four? 
No, you wouldn't. But if you, if so, if they were well, like, <laughs> <laughs> if you want par- if you want the partnership, you'd like to have the option. If you want a partnership, side. what would you what would you do? Who who's your two? I wouldn't play the I wouldn't play the two. Of course, I wouldn't you, play it back. Of back, course, back you back wouldn't. Four. But the the orthodox way to play football is with two set of halves. But there's no there's no need to play. With uh, okay, back right. So say Liverpool are going to go forward playing this. Uh, formation forever, right? Yep. Now, for as long as Rogers is there, yeah. And they need to replace one of these players. Yeah. How do you go out and buy a, a right centre back that plays with a sweeper? Like, how do you find that player who's used to playing in that system all the time? Players are brought up playing either left or, or right, and it just so happens that they've adapted this system. Maybe, now maybe, it's maybe, well. in, maybe in England, bring, or, maybe it, in England and Britain, they do, but like not on the continent. Well, look, that's, look that, at all that, the teams across. That's why you have the likes of 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 of, of the Germans who they have plenty of their defensive midfielders also play as centre backs and, and do right the way through for the teams. Yeah. So if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, you you, you don't shop for your centre backs in England. You'll be shopping in 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 um, countries where they do that with. with I players. know, but you look, you've seen them. We've seen them doing it in England. Playing like teams have played um, three at the back temporarily, like Liverpool did in the late nineties. United have done it. They, like lots of teams have tried it out. Well, we did it it's for the best part of it's just four working. years under under, yeah. under Roy Evans, and we came close to winning championships and the whole lot. So yeah. I know Bayern have done it, and and Juventus have done it, and they've done it like over prolonged periods of time. But if they were to go back to default, it's two centre halves. I think look, look it's, yeah. it's 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 a bit like it doesn't fucking matter. They're working well as a unit, but if you're gonna if you're gonna revert back to a four, which I think is inevitable eventually, because teams will start setting up to counteract this system that we have. They haven't even begun to suss us out yet, and when that happens, which it will inevitably happen, I think you're gonna find it hard to have a two, and I wouldn't have Chan in there with, with Skirtle or. With Sacco or but I wouldn't have Skirtle in, in a two. No, well because Skirtle is a horrendous defender when he has responsibility. I know. Now he has no responsibility. He just reacts to what he sees in front of him. But listen, that's but and, that's, he's, and he's look he's looking like an amazing player. So you stick with the tree for as long as it takes you to replace this, the centre backs and say bring in a partnership. Yeah. Or, but also if you move to a four, you play slightly different formation which is do you probably play three in midfield and you play a defensive midfielder yeah so you're essentially playing three anyway who's so, going to sit in front of him? Yeah. so I, I think yeah. that the question to bring it back to Mejan about whether he plays in midfield or whether he plays in defense the reason he looks better in defence is because when he plays in midfield, he hasn't got Emre Jan playing behind him in defence. He's got Colo Toure playing so there. So clone him. Right, but that, that's genuinely <laughs> what I would do. I would go out in this... Like, if you look at who to buy, I wouldn't mind leaving Jan there for another season because I think it's easier to go and buy a defensive midfielder or someone who plays at the base of the midfield than it is to go and buy, to Andy's point, a right-sided centre-back who can play in both a two and a three or who can play in that formation. Mm. So... You can't judge Emerjan on one game in midfield because he had Lover and Skirtle and Toure playing behind him, which is not a good... Uh, and he didn't have Henderson in the midfield with him. So I think there's a lot of things you can't just can't judge him on that. Personally, I wouldn't move him from where he is right now. I think he's... I think you, particularly until Sacco is fit. If Sacco was fit and then maybe mm. you played Lover on the other side and Sacco was your outball, then you could play Jean in midfield potentially and that, mm. that would work a little better. But when he plays Lover and... Toure and Skirtle with all due respect to all three of them none of them can pass and none of them can really carry the ball the way Jean can carry it or the way Saka can carry yeah, it maybe just give him a license to come out of defence more yeah. because the tray he offers going forward is, is unbelievable yeah. like he batters people out of the way yeah. you know what I mean and like sometimes when 
you're not getting anywhere in a game. It just takes a player like Jan to just go on a run, and players are just falling all over the place yeah. around him. But and he didn't do it yesterday. But to be fair, he has done it in in a lot of games that yeah. he's played in the back. I mean, we were playing City yesterday, so he probably was told. How do you mean the forward run? He did one. He did one, yeah. but I think he was playing right So I think that there were probably was a little bit of you know what, we're playing City, Markovic is playing right yeah. wing back, just hold back a little bit. Listen, like, a, do you not remember in the last ten minutes he was centre forward? Yeah. We broke and he was the fucking centre we yeah. broke from their corner mm. and he was in the in centre forward and it needed had, had I think it was Sterling at the time played a decent a, a first time crossfield ball. He, just he was hands in the goal. He, yeah. was, he was screaming, he was screaming like, for the ball. Yeah. Like yeah. stick him in there. He definitely after about eighty minutes went, I think I'll score. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll yeah. score. Yeah. I think I'll score. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's just uh, he's been an unbelievable player. Like he has such confidence going forward defensively, everything with his passing, like he's yeah. you know I mean he's, he's atrocious he's for the goal though. He's poor for the goal. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, he's poor. I fully blame. Nah, he is. He's poor I for the goal. I fully blame him. I don't. I, I don't hold. All right, let's get both sides, Andy. Watch. You don't. Go, go ahead. Okay. And it, <laughs> but I, I'm with Andy on this like, now. I think. Like, it's I mean, so, yeah. like fair enough. Damo like has done his coaching badges, and I mean, he's managed teams. I haven't managed teams, but like he knows players. Yeah, I played football for long, long <laughs> enough. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Fair enough. I didn't play centre half. Damon played centre half, so he probably has a more educated opinion on it. But what on that particular incident, I don't blame. I don't put Hull Skirt accountable for going for that ball. It appears to be that ball. It, it appears to be uh, that Aguero is going to release it through the middle because mm-hmm. that's where you can see Skirt. He sees where Jacko is, and he's reading what's going to happen. And you that's mean, what the sweeper's you, job. You is mean Silva's going to gonna release it? No, Aguero's oh, laid the ball in. Oh, sorry. To, okay. So you can see Skirt looking, and then um, Aguero's flying across the, the box, and Skirt says, He's going to play it into Jekyll's feet now, and mm. I'm going to react. So mm. he reacts. But he just reacts to the wrong ball. Mm. The ball was fucking unbelievable. It's just City all over. Like, yeah. just a little reverse ball. Yeah. And before you know it, Jekyll's just gone. Yeah. The only player in the pitch that can see Jekyll's run is Can, and he doesn't re- he doesn't respond to it at all. He's got to step up. But that's not what's like. That's because he's not a centre half. He's not tuned in to what a, next uh, guess, guessing what a, a striker's going to do. Mm. Now I think if Skirtle's in that position and Chan is in the other position, it still happens. No, I'd say Skirtle doesn't react. I'd say okay. Skirtle well, will follow. Okay, Flo, your take. What I'll say is, as a centre half, any defender. The mark a man, you mark behind him, you don't fucking stand in front of him because the ball's slid in behind you, you're in trouble. Yeah. So all of a sudden he's got in front of Aguero or in front of Jacko. Yeah. That's the wrong side for a centre half to be on. At the start. What I'll say I is, don't interrupt you, right? But I just say Can was you just have you just have show was talk. First of all, Can is marking Jacko. Yeah. Okay. But as a centre half, the, the player kind of moves in and Skirtle comes in front of him. You know? Yeah. If he just holds his position as a tree. Jekyll has nowhere to run. Aguero has nowhere to play the ball because Henderson's already in there ready to pick up the run. Skirtle steps out. Into, he's doing nothing for nobody. Mm. Like, Henderson's already there ready to cut, the, cut Aguero off with his run. He's in front of, he's in front of Skirtle. Yeah, but the fact, for, for me, the for fact me, is... What Aguero, I said, and I said you last time, well, sorry, yeah, yeah, what no. I said, right, if it's reversed and it's Skirtle where Can is yeah. and Can does that, right, you've got two things. First thing, Can doesn't step out in front so that ball's not there to be played. But if he does do that, I will guarantee a scare or will cover because he'd be more reactive defender than he is proactive. Yeah. You know, where Cam will be proactive and he'd stay in there because he know I'm gonna keep me shape. Mm. I'm gonna give him something to think about. And all he's got, like, where's he gonna go? Yeah. Where's he gonna go? 
Skirtle made up his mind. Nearly yeah, showed but, him. But for, yeah. but for, for I know, me, but I think the goal still happens if Skirtle stays where he is. It goes. It goes the other no. side. Of I don't think it does. No. It, it goes right. Look at again. It play, it's, it doesn't. It's where he should be standing. Yeah. Look at okay. Skirtle. Okay. Uh, hang, hang on. Hang on. One last. One last take, and we'll leave it at that. No, I just. I just thought both of them were fault. Yeah. Yeah. That's. It's. 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 It's simple as that. You know, Skirtle shouldn't step out the way he does. He has. There's two players closing Aguero down. There's no need for him to step in and become a third body. As soon as he steps out, he creates the space for Bojeko to step into and mm. that ball to be played. Now, if he doesn't step in there, that doesn't happen. Now, when that happens, Chan is on his heels. Chan, Chan has can, to react. Yeah. Chan has to react. You can't, you can't just look at the player. You, you've seen Skirtle going a mad one, right? So now you need to say, OK, well, I have to cover, cover his ass here. Mm. He doesn't. And you can see that as he, he doesn't even read that that's going to happen. Because when the ball lands at Jekyll's feet, only then... Does Chan start to react? And it's too late then. To be fair, shot away. I, I, what I would say is, <clears throat> I agree that they're both at fault. And but what I would say is, it's a great goal. It's a bloody yeah, they, tremendous. They move goal. us all yeah, over yeah, the pitch. It, they it move goes the, over and back yeah. twice. Yeah. They move you know, the entire yeah. midfield let's, let's yeah. be honest, right yeah. the way to the edge of the eighteen-yard box, and then. I, personally, I think the only way you stop that is to is to play Jack offside, and that's yeah. where it can do it does have to react. But I mean, we're nitpicking really. I mean, it's yeah. a great goal. Yeah. It's a phenomenal. And, look, and actually, I think I think. Uh, Make is very unlucky. Yeah, he gets he a good hand to that. Absolutely everything yeah. possible to stop that shot. A goal is underneath his body. Yeah. But he makes himself huge. Yeah. Jekyll probably couldn't have put the ball anywhere else. And the one thing I've got to say, like, if that had been Lovren, probably we all would have fucking slaughtered him. Like every if he had made the mistake that Skirtle made, yeah. well, or someone, uh, made someone made the joke. What, what's uh, Lovren doing? Now, in fairness, if you look at him, you probably should have followed the game. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. Uh, but I, like, I mean, I, I, I'll speak up for Lovren because I actually, I think it's completely unbalanced like how did the criticism comes towards on it. Look, let's 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 take take the mood up a little bit by looking at a different player altogether. That's Adam Milana. And to be fair, uh he got plenty of stick recently for being ineffective. Um and you know he, I don't think he could stand over uh, that criticism and get too too annoyed about it. But yesterday to be fair he was pretty immense. You saw all the technique that he's famous for on display, the turns, little turns on the run, passes, finishes. To be fair, I think he could have had two assists and two goals. He is the unluckiest man in Award, yeah. 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 two assists and two goals and, and, and that's tremendous and to be fair I think the one unless the, the decision was given for uh, a foul by Skirtle I don't think he's offside really oh, he's not put Skirtle's offside as the bonus player nah, that's tight and it's tight but anyway, it is it's, anyway. the, it's the same with the force goal the force goal if he scores that that's something that Suarez did last that's season. That's the yeah. best goal you'll see. Like, the ball comes in the co- and the touch and then the, f- the the smack. It was just like... The first touch is incredible but to finish oh. it down. If anyone needed that goal it was... La, la, yeah. You yeah. Wanted I mean, that I'm so disappointed yeah. for him. Like, I think he's a, a fucking lovely player. Like, yeah. he's, he's a player you just take real pleasure of watching. Mm. Like, and it's so unusual to have an English player like that. Mm. I mean, it's well, like he's being brought. Well, he's up had two else. goals disallowed. He had another goal yeah. where he broke through at the end of a lovely move, and he yeah. shot weakly, kind of at the keeper. Now that's and tr- he had a chance from Markovic's unbelievable. Oh, the chip from the box, yeah. which he should score, which now, he drags right. across the goals. Yeah. In fair, Very someone, someone could have gotten that. Yeah, no, I, know, I, I think being, he did well. I'm being harsh, but but yeah. he also could have had two assists, and you know, uh, it's a tremendous performance. Someone, someone, someone had this stat there: uh, Coutinho, 27 games. Three goals, four assists. Lalana, twenty-two games, six goals, four assists. I mean, even those stats for themselves do tend to suggest that he's been comparatively effective. Now, do we see Lalana as a fella who's going to grow into the shirt? Is he showing signs of growing yeah. into the shirt, or do we see someone who might be just kind of always a little bit patchy? Lalana is someone who, I think I said it earlier today, he's like one touch away from being just a phenomenal player. Mm. He tends to take one touch too many regularly. 
And actually, if he just laid it off a little earlier or shot a little earlier or, you know, passed a little earlier, I actually think he'd be he'd be the best player on the park mm. because he gets into great positions. He's got great feet. He's strong. He's, you know, covers ground. He makes tackles. He does everything that you want from someone who's playing in that role behind the striker next to Coutinho. Um, I think he's got a great finish on him as well. What he lacks is a, is a yard of pace. <coughs> so the first chance he gets where Coutinho puts him through, if he's a yard quicker, he scores he that, scores, right? Yeah. Um, so I think he lacks a yard of pace, but everything else about him, like Andy, I really like watching him. I ju- I, he's a little frustrating sometimes because you just think there's sometimes an easier thing that he could do, an easier pass or an easier shot or something. But I think we'll see... <coughs> I see. I think we'll see him continue to get better, but I think he'll be even better next season. Phil, you agree? No, I, and not in a bad way. I think he's. A, I think he's. A, he's a. He's a good Premiership squad player. I think yeah. he's very effective as a Premiership player. I don't think he's as effective in, in Europe. I don't think he has been as effective in Europe when we've, when we've played European teams. I think they're able to cope with that type of player more. He takes one too, touch too many in Europe, but in the Premier League, he's able to do it. And listen, we've talked about, you'll talk about it all the time, you need options, you need a squad, you need to be able to have a player like him to come in to affect games, even affect games against Manchester City, etc. So I have absolutely no issues with him, I'm, I'm, even if he is a bit patchy. <coughs> so, Sterling's a bit patchy, Coutinho's a bit patchy. The problem you have is that he's older than them, right, and the, and the price tag that goes with him. But look, if he's going to come in, do a bit, deliver something for us. That's what you pay the money for. Yesterday. He was tremendous yesterday. He was absolutely tremendous yesterday. He never stopped running. He never gave up. He was so unfortunate not to get a goal out there. You know, he worked his absolute socks off. And sometimes, I remember when, you know, he used to fucking play wreck Arsenal's head every year by playing the most workman team against them all the time, right? And he didn't have, rarely did Ferguson play his best players. He always played mad things like, um, the, 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 I can't remember the name. Park had always played. Park had always played, yeah. And he'd always murder Arsenal, right? So, there, that you need players like Lalana in a squad because he's going to have games where he's going to have big influences on, and he had a huge influence yesterday. And I've no issue with him being in the squad. Yeah, I, but that, I, was, I, I would actually say that the games like yesterday suit him better than say the bottom half of the table. Games. That? Because th- a lot of them teams will come and they'll put just ten men behind the ball yeah. and mm-hmm. sit, and there's, there's no room for him to get tread. I actually don't think he's as good at treading passes true as Coutinho maybe right, but when he can go and play. picking a hole where if he's, if he's got room to play yeah. like yesterday that game was so open it was ridiculous mm. so every time it broke down there was 20 yards of space for him and Coutinho to play mm. and they ran him they ran him up in it yeah. and I think games like that will suit him better against maybe you know where he'll struggle against the likes of the Chelsea's he'll struggle against the, the other teams that, they, that will just sit the and they had against he has struggled this year and he's played well in games that have been more open yeah. I, think it's it's very, I think it's very tough to play for us as well I think the manager demands an awful lot we yeah. talked about this last season but even more this season he demands an awful lot from his front players I mean you've got to, I mean Sturridge can't get in a team Daniel Sturridge can't get in a team because he's not, he's not doing enough yeah. that the manager was think about that for a minute how good a striker so you've got to be you've got to do an awful lot to get into that front three yeah. a fair play to Lalana like that must be nothing like he's been asked to do before yeah. Mm, yeah. no it's a big ass and listen, no, no, yeah, I know. And, and, and like you asked me the, about, like I wasn't criticising him there. Mm. I think he's a genuinely good Premiership footballer. And yeah, yeah. how many times have we called out to have good Premiership footballers in our squad yeah. to give us options yeah. in the team? We're always talking about that we don't sign players of good enough quality to be in it. We've signed one. Whatever about, forget the price tag now. We've signed him. He's working hard. He's being effective. You just put the stats there: six goals, four assists, twenty-two games. That's a good return yeah. for a guy who's not a centre forward. Well, sure, look at look Take at people it. raving about fucking Di Maria. Like you know, seventy fucking odd million. <laughs> <laughs> He's had no, nothing even near the output. Or fa- like, I mean, 
people are going to list the Phil saying he's a good squad player but like why does that have to be so like like it's not a, a bad term yeah it's not because he's not core player he's mm. he is a squad player he will be the the one of you know five or six that are going to come in and out of the team and you're going to have your, your spine of the team he's Joe Allen for the front three back in the day absolutely oh, right. and Joe Allen you know. is Joe Allen I, like you you want a fucking a good yeah. amount of players that look all, all Kenny's league winning teams had tremendous squad players yeah. that's how they won leagues and they're, but they're players that will get into other teams and they've the right attitude as well yeah. I mean it's just good that nobody ever said things like that he was the new Ivinley and Hudson or <laughs> Paul Stewart or something yeah, like that that, that would have been, know, that actually, been a huge problem that nobody has compared with anyone because he's no. not the new anyone no. he's a very unique he type is, of player he is actually yeah, and I mean like, he, like a, he's a good premiership player yeah. and that, and, yeah. you know, he's a first team squad ready you're happy with that no, but it's the type of player. Do you know how many times have we looked at? Even when Rafa was there, and you'd see somebody put in, you go, oh, "For fuck's sake!" Yeah, you know what I mean. What, what's, what's he doing in the team? Yeah. When you see Lallana in, in the team, you never think yourself, oh, "For fuck's sake!" Lallana. Or on the bench, Lallana. he's, he's like Ben Ayun. Uh, take yeah. the price tag yeah. out of it, but you know what I'm saying, Ben Ayun. Yeah, you could just you bring know. him on. He could play in one of two or three positions. He's always going to give you a seven, eight out of ten game. Occasionally, he's going to have a nine out of ten yeah. game and run the show, yeah. and that's fine. And I, I was delighted from yesterday. He was great. It's such a so it's just such a pity that that goal that goal. Goes down with this, with Suarez's disallowed free kicks and Markovic is one. Suarez's volley that hit the post. Yeah, yeah, the, the yes. yeah. Those, those goals that just never come. Yeah. And Markovic is one yeah. earlier against yeah. the bar. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Danny Sturridge it was name checked there uh, a few minutes ago by Phil, and we had the conversation last pod because. Listen, he'd been comparatively ineffective for him over a course of a couple of games. Then the Besiktas came came along, and Jesus, he, like to be fair, he he admitted himself he stunk the place out. Um, and then he's he's dropped to the bench. Uh, okay, the, the the fitness excuse is given, but a lot of people were very surprised by that. Um, is there any reason for concern? A lot of people are saying, "Listen, he's an automatic first team starter all the time." When have we reached that threshold now? Do we think that was a deliberate decision by Brendan, as, it, it as Dave suggests? It definitely was, and I think yeah. Carragher mentioned it before the game because he found it very strange that he started both of the Europa games mm. and mm. was left out of Premier League games. Which yeah. We'd be screaming and saying, what, what are you fucking doing? Like, <laughs> yeah, especially but, against his old team and all that I've, crack. Yeah, yeah, I've got to say though. He, to me, he looks like he's still playing with the handbrake on. Yeah, you know, he hasn't mm. looked. To, I haven't seen him really open. Open. Looks like he's taking a lot out of the he, ball, doesn't he? He uh, does at that as well. Know. But he doesn't look like he's like he's ready to kind of really open up and test that 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 muscle injury. Mm. And uh, I can see why Rogers is protecting him. I don't think he's, mm. he thinks that he's ready yet either. You know the chance he gets, mm. the one that that he just puts wide yeah. the post. Yeah. You, the difference there between him last year he would have just disappeared away from the defender yeah. and wrapped the foot around it but it was almost I hate saying this right it was almost Torres post injury right. when he couldn't yeah. open the legs up mm. and there wasn't that burst of acceleration that used to be there now I don't think well, it's not just the technical side of not hitting it though. I don't I don't think that it's gone that way right but mm. what, what, that straight away is going oh no I hope, I hope that burst of acceleration isn't gone I don't think it is I think it's a case of that what's going to happen is in more, there's going to be some game He's going to just go for something, right? And it'll just the, the team will he'll go out of his memory, and he'll just go. And then yeah. he, that, the confidence. I, I think it's, it's just a mental. mental thing. It is mental. It's, mental. it's totally yeah. mental. He's in his own head. He's like, yeah. and, and I, you can't blame him. The guy has been on the treatment table for six months. Like, six you know, years. He's fucking <laughs> shitting himself that he's going to do something, and he hasn't just had one injury. He's had three or four injuries. I'd say he's just going to ease himself. He in. actually looks unusually narky on the pitch as well. You but know, the, so the point is, clearly the point there. is, we, and this is where. We, you know, people have criticised the manager, right, for not having a meritocracy when it comes to the side, right? But 
this is this is meritocracy on display. Daniel yeah. Surridge is not doing enough to get into the side, yeah. even though we've cried out for striker all season. And Rogers is saying, no, you're not doing enough to get into the side. So we've, we, you know, people have had to go him about, you know, the comments about well. Balotelli and things like that. But this is the way we've got to manage the side. You've got a young, hungry side. Nobody walks back into it. Simple mm-hmm. as that. It's right. why we have a manager. Like we are, we're all fans. We, yeah. we we think we see the, the the right thing for the team all the time. And we're, so, we're wrong so fucking often. Well, look how many meltdowns happen between every team selection, right? Since we lost to United. Every time we produce a team, yeah. someone has a meltdown. We haven't lost a game. Exactly. And again, Rogers is looking at him 9 to 5 every fucking day. Exactly. Or whatever time they knock off training. He's following him around watching him, though. Like, yeah. I mean, Rogers, Rogers, like, just, he's put a bit of faith in the manager. Yeah, he, he, you know, you've all these pundits sitting on their arse in the, in the studios and people at, at home on Twitter and they're having to go and not starting storage. If he's not starting, he's not, it's for a reason. Yeah. And I mean, we put this turnaround together, a recovery, whatever you want to call it, without storage. So let, let, like it's a bit of a luxury that we can bring him on, spring him off the bench, and you know give him a chance to get into it. And I'm sure he will eventually. Yeah. It just it it does just bring up something, and I'll be shot for saying it, but he does need to become the second man again, you mean, you and bring in someone him. as good, if not better than yeah. him. Because we can't afford to be doing without well, a player for a whole half a season, and then needing time to come back into. You know, fair enough. We'll, look, we, we, we'll, we'll have we'll have a whole summer to, to 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 work that one out. In the meantime, let's just finish off with a, a mention of summer. Such a distant memory tonight with the snow. <sighs> yes, the yes. snow. Damo there. Damo came in skis. And a snowmobile. <laughs> so uh, got the Huskies. Yeah. The Huskies, yeah. yeah. Credit to them. Don't see Stable here. He came all, all the way down from Fortitude. <laughs> credit to Demo coming in on the skis. Oh, like. credit to <laughs> Demo at the end of the day. Uh, right, oh. let's finish off with a, a mention for Lazar Markovic. Um, 21 today, apparently, there. Just a little bit of trivia. I thought he was 19. Happy birthday, Lazar. It's growing two years. Um, listen, I, 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 as well as that, Jordan Ibe, um kind of confirmation that they're looking at maybe a month with this. LCL strain that he's got so you're looking at Markovic is he going to be the man there for the run in are we happy with him I know in, in we're going to do this in the preview but I, I, I have a plan go tell me your plan no no I'll do it in the preview because we can well, put then it in the preview answer the question about Lazar Markovic then. I thought he was he was he was very average yesterday mm. um, with some glimpses of great talent the, I was talking about the, the chip pass and the whole lot it wasn't his best game again he's having a little dip in form at the moment which is fine because as we, as you just said, he's twenty one. He's going to have ups and downs, and he's not he's not a wing back. Let's let's not forget that part. And you can see the quality on the ball when he, when he was in the final tour that he was much better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know he, he was able to play a little ball like that. He was able to see it. You can see. I think like ultimately he'll replace Lallana in that front three, and possibly I will as well because I think his range of passing is a lot better than 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 uh, Lallana's, and and he's more pace than him. I think ultimately that's where he's going to end up. But going back to what we're saying, it's an option. You know what I mean? If we had two. Right wing backs, two real right wing backs, like one of the kids coming through if they're going up to the likes of McLaughlin or, or, or somebody like that coming through. And you have well, Flano's back from injury. He's training today. Flano back as well. Flano's playing up front. Can, can anyone <laughs> can anyone see Flano in that position? No, where? Where? In, in that in that wing back position? Uh, yeah, on on one of I mean, the flanks. You, you couldn't see him as a fullback originally either, lads. Let's be fair. He convinced you. I think he's a fullback. He's he could be more of a fullback. Traditional. I think he could. I think he'd be okay. I think if on right side he'd be fine. But he couldn't play left. Where I know he played left back a lot last season. He couldn't play where Marino's playing because the left hand side is where we play. Yep. That's that's our entire game but is down that left hand side. What I'd say about if he's playing that position when we have Markovic, Moreno and Oi playing that position, they all attack yeah. their full back. 
he's not going to do it. He's, he's got he relentlessly yeah. the attack, the attack. Yeah. And, they, and they make them turn. Yeah. Uh, Flanagan's going to get it. He's going to play a five-year run inside. And he's yeah. I think he'll be terrible. I don't, I don't think it's will me. I don't know. I think give him a run. I think, look, he's not going to be worse than Enrique, right? And he's not going to be worse than Glenson. So, you know, in terms of... Have we forgotten about Mancrillo? What? I think Mancrillo... There's something, I, there's something going, on, going there. on there. Definitely, yeah. Either he's homesick or something. I think like I think he's more than capable of doing the job there. The but there, he's not like even getting lucky. And so let's let's just look at it. Say, I don't know, whatever's going on is going. On. Maybe, maybe they're going to convert him to a right centre back or something. But if if you look at Flanagan, he's proved that he's competent in the, either fullback position. A lot of people. So if 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 you want cover and or if you want a defensive fullback, I'd, I'd say he's going to be the go-to option for Brendan. To be honest, I, I, I would say it. Already, he's only back training today. That's another four or five days. Yeah, yeah, but, but tragically, yeah. Jordan Ives out for three or four weeks. This yeah. couldn't have been shittier timing, yeah. really. Like yeah. to be fair, well, I think Markovic is fine. We've only got a game a week now, lads. He he plays don't that worry. Bloody, he plays that position the plan. brilliantly. <laughs> like I mean, who oh, Markovic yeah, is for yeah. twenty? Well, he's twenty up to today. Well, for a twenty-year-old, yeah. But coming into the start of Every believe. game he's played has how, been 20. How mature, like, yeah. how mature of a 21 year old player he is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> we, we actually forget that Sterling can play there. Sterling has played there yeah. and he yeah. can play Sterling there. Fucking so Sterling fucking. Actually, nobody knew who was playing there for a few minutes yesterday. Yeah. It was funny. Yeah, no, 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 Emre Jean no. was great there. He was quality. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, fucking yeah, F. Yeah, you know, if you need to move it. But I, I think Markovic was fine. I think Markovic. Providing he doesn't have an absolute nightmare for the last eight, nine, ten games, yeah. he's done enough this season to show that we got to play yeah. in there and like, he'll kick on. He hasn't got fucking like uh, held once down that side. No. I mean, he's that's something great. else. Yeah, <laughs> there's a there's an <laughs> absolute recommendation. He hasn't gotten rolled once. Well, Kolarov, <laughs> you know, he's probably the be- one of the best attacking left back left falls in uh, the game, and he never got down there at all. Neither did Nasri yesterday. Yeah. Definitely, we're brilliant, right? That's yeah. us for finish for the review. <laughs> Emma Chan. Right, uh, let's take a look forward then to Liverpool-Burnley in the Premier League and Liverpool-Blackburn in the FA Cup. Um, now, given elimination from the Europa League, does Sunday afternoon take on extra significance <coughs> or does the same argument stand that we've heard in the pod before with regard to the prize that's available and prioritisation? Um, we've heard some strong opinions on this before. Does anyone want to get us started on this yeah. particularly? Go Wednesday on. takes fucking priority. Fuck Sunday. No, no, no. So not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about pri- uh, priority specifically. I'm talking about the match itself. Right. The only match that counts now is Wednesday. That's what you're saying. It's the only one that counts. Clear as day. That's the only one that gets a Champions okay. League football. And then yeah. on Sunday, we're up against a team from the Championship and we should be able to rest players and bring in a changed team and still get through that game. We're playing at home. We should be able to give players a run out. We should be able to get, you know, fellas like Gerard and stuff if, if he's fit to come in and have his game then and, you know, have them if they need to be come off the bench in the league matches. You know, give, get Sacco a game back under his belt without having the, the pressure of getting a result. Um, but are those, are those concerns that you had before, and you've made this argument before, are they not considerably easy now by the, the, the lack of prospective fixtures in Europe? Does not not make that comparatively small amount of fixtures does not make it you know, less of an issue really Look, can you uh, not play the same team every week every game is basically what I'm saying he can, yeah. he, he can if he wants and once we, <laughs> once, likely to, isn't once we beat Burnley on Wednesday he can play fucking himself if he wants at, at the weekend I don't care at that stage mm. ah bollocks that Phil uh, I'm, I'm sorry an art <laughs> is everything it is it's everything but this is a fantastic opportunity to win the FA Cup like mm. it's, it's like we've got the two our so called best sides in the competition playing each other you know and then We've got a fucking unbelievable chance for a cup final here. So we can get a cup final to get fourth. That is a fucking immense. So you're season. saying we can't bring in the likes of Gerard and Sacco and beat Blackburn? 
No. No, well, you, can, you can, but you're. you're no, what you, I'm you're, you're said you don't care. Win. I don't. But, but I, will like, that's, I will be that's fearful of is what it's all I about. Want, I want us to win on Sunday, but like, the only game okay. I care about is the Burnley match. Oh, would you like to be an Arsenal fan and just go season in, season out? Just no, I wouldn't like to be an Arsenal fan full Silver, stop. Silverware is what it's all about. Mm. You can, it's, 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 it's three games. It's three games. The league is what it's all about. The Champions League is what it's all about. It's three games. If they won the League Cup yesterday, I'd be elated. I mean, I was kind of jealous looking at all the fucking pictures of Chelsea running around with a trophy. And you make a I good point. That. Did you see the face on Mourinho yesterday? Oh, one, 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 a man that you admire immensely, Phil. Video. So? A man that you admire immensely. He was absolutely fucking thrilled with that win no, yesterday. No, of course now, you want well, to... Hang on, hang on. He's no, the manager you, no, of the team. hang on a second. No, you <laughs> hang on a second. No, you hang on a second. Are you finished? The point that I'm making is very simple. It's just to follow on from what Andy's saying. Sometimes you need a bloody trophy to get a run going. Yeah, the Chelsea top of the league, Trev. I don't to be fair. Rogers desperately needs. Yeah, so why is he so fucking thrilled yesterday with this? Because he's a cunt. You, you, you're not taking the point of making City lost. Wow. He has Listen, a five point lead with a so game. You, you reckon he's up there with Rogers the trophy celebrating City losing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I think it's mental to care so little about winning a trophy. I agree with you. Strong favourites to win that trophy now. Listen, I, mean, I agree. I'm with you. I think I mean, we, like, yeah, 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 that, I agree. if yeah. they finish fourth or third or second or whatever Liverpool are capable of in the league this season, lifting a trophy would be just the cream on top of it all. And that day out in Wembley, uh, whatever you decide to go or whether you watch it in the pool with, with the lads, like there's nothing fucking like it. There is no scenario whereby winning the FA Cup is a bad thing. No, right? Like, there's no, there's it, no scenario. At this where stage that's a bad of the thing. competition, I don't know how you could be it, so care, it, careless. I've got to say, in a way, I think where Phil's coming across him, if. Chelsea are still in it City are still in it all the big ones are still in it then they're kind of saying well we haven't really got a chance here boys we might be in with a bit of a chance let's just concentrate in the league and see what happens in the cup but we actually think we've got a fucking phenomenal opportunity to win this cup this year and would you put any store by that theory of uh, a team and a new manager or a, a youngish manager starting something off needs a trophy to get the thing going oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, is, 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 is that not a valid, a valid reason for it to be a priority Fort. Not not over, not over Fort. I've just been saying there, we've got three games to that cup final. We don't have the headache now the Europa. Mm. That's gone. Yeah. So we've got three games to add on to the, the few league games. I think with the squad we have, we should be more than capable of putting a quality team in the field for the rest of our games. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not my argument. My argument is that we can still bring players in, rest players on Sunday. So, you know, you put out the you can put out the same team against Burnley on, on Wednesday. You don't need to make any changes from the weekend. Mm. And then you can bring players in that you want that you're going to rely on with the run in coming and it shouldn't affect anything. And now the other thing is that if say we do lose to Blackburn, is that gonna ultimately affect our season? Of course it is. Yeah, How? I think it is. If we lose, if we lose, oh sorry, the Blackburn. Yeah, no. If we lose to Burnley, does that affect our season? Well, it, it, actually, losing to Blackburn fails, uh, uh, ends that chance of winning a trophy. I, I, therefore, I, getting that. I think it's goal. a moot so point yeah, anyway because he's going to play the same side, right? Because uh, we've, got, we've got eight, eight, we've got eight days Gerard, off after the Blackburn if, game. Yeah. If, 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 Gerard, if Gerard is fit, Gerard plays. Playing around the same. He'll play the same team in both. I don't think he should. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm yeah. not saying you think he should. I'm saying if Gerard is fit, he'll definitely play. But even if Gerard plays, right, much. he'll play ahead of maybe Coutinho, Lallana, or one of those attacking midfield. Oh, I don't roles. know. If he will. Well, look. Anyway, the point is that he he won't prioritize. He'll play his strongest side or what's close to his strongest side in both games, and he I should because he's got eight right days off back. afterward. Huh? Might play him right centre back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. plays Gerard up front. Traditionally, as he got old, he used to move backwards. You know. Playing safe. Listen, I, I mean, I think that I know Damo kind of hinted at it there, but I, honestly, I don't think Stephen Drive should start another game for us. 
Mm. Well, that's hardly controversial at this stage, Dave. No, but go, go but it'll be, I bet it that will be controversial. I think a lot of people will agree with you. If you had to lose know. one of these two games, which one would it be? That's a tough call, Phil. And I tell you why. Because I didn't expect us to beat City. So I think when you're looking at the run-in, if we'd lost to City yesterday, nobody would be writing off our top four chances, yeah. right? So let's say we go to Burnley and we draw or we lose. It's the same as if we'd lost to City and beat Burnley. We would have taken that. Mm. Now, well, I, I think it's an easy one to answer, and it will be Saturday. Like it will be the the FA Cup. I think this the Wales could come off. We were beating the home to Burnley. I think it'd be devastating. Well, let's let let's focus on the Burnley game for a while. You've mentioned there in a in a, in a little pre uh, um, preview chat that you know you're thinking Burnley are one of the ones who are in the shake up for going now. And realistically speaking, mm. you look at the points they've accrued. That's the facts. Yeah. So I take then. This is one you think we can win and we should win. Yeah, I mean, like this is an opportunity now, and I know uh, Burnley don't, haven't conceded an awful lot of goals this season. If you look back at all the results, like they they don't get bounced around the pitch. Yeah, but I think it it is an opportunity first to put some goals in. We've a horrific goal difference, and if it ever, if it does come down to goal difference at the end of the year, these are the games now like that Liverpool need to start doing a bit of damage, mm. and. I, I see this as an opportunity to maybe score three, four goals and, and just, just make that goal difference a bit more respectable. I'd be absolutely devastated if they were beaten. I, I'm fairly positive about the Burnley game because the way Burnley set up is they're not naturally going to get put nine, ten men behind the ball. They actually do come to try play. Yeah. Yeah. They do actually try play a bit of football yeah. and they do try to get runners going wrong. That's going to fucking suit us down for the ground. Uh, I think the game will be a bit more open. We got one or two against these boys, and I think that's them, them doing this. What, about, what, what about if you have a situation where, which everybody expected, everybody expected that the, the hangover from the Europa League exit would hit us on, on Sunday? It didn't at all. If anything, we were extra good. Mm. What if there is some sort of a hangover from that big, ma- the, the massive effort that was put in? Um, I, flying them out to Turkey on Monday. This <laughs> just, to, yeah, <laughs> yeah. just to repeat this. I actually think like, I, I missed a good bit of the game on Thursday night, but I think. Although the system looked to be the same on paper, I think mentally we went into that game looking to hold on to the one nil lead, yeah. mm. rather than go and take the game to them, which I think is our strongest way of playing football. I think when we tried to sit and hold and play slow defensive type football, we normally get picked off. Yeah. Um, and I think they were probably more frustrated coming out of that game afterwards, saying, "Fucking hell, we could have done them. Like, you know, we had had a real go." And I say then, just say, let's put it all out here Sunday and let's see where And you fully expect because, us to do the same again? Yeah, well, yeah I do, because I think as Dave said, you lose Sunday, we fucking were kind of on, on the back foot, hmm. where let's put it all out. With it. And that's what the lads done yesterday, like, one to 11 and even the lads to come on. They just put everything in it that they had. I think, I, I think we're in the kind of mindset we were, where we're like, it's 14 games. Assuming we, we win the FA Cup, I think it's 14 games yeah. after, is that right? So it's 14 games. So, they're in that kind of slipstream now where they were last season where they're just going to expect to win. Mm. You know, when we beat City last year, I think we went to Southampton next, was it? I can't remember who was after the City game. Um, and everyone thought, fuck, here we go now. You know, we put in this monster performance against City and we slip up. But we never, we we beat Southampton 3-0. So I think that, I can't remember if Southampton, someone will correct me, but if someone like that anyway. And I just expect us to go out and think, yeah, of course we're going to beat them. Eight o'clock Wednesday night under the lights at Anfield. Yeah, mm. we'll win. I think I think the it reminds me an awful lot of the the game in March last year against Sunderland, where yeah. like that oh, was it maybe was Sunderland that year was it yeah, yeah. That game, yeah. and it was now, the only thing with Sunderland were going through a terrible spell yeah. 
but they came to us. Really, have only won one in eleven. That's a pretty terrible. <laughs> 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 I don't know what it is. You look at Burnley. I know you they think they're playing well. It's because they got a result. It's the Chelsea result. Excuse it. But they lost to Swansea at the weekend, like at home. And that's that's the thing. Sunderland came and. You know, we were flying, which yeah. were flying again, and it was like okay, and the nerves were there because there's a couple of games, particularly the midweek games, when you, when you get to March, April time, that if if you're in the running for anything, and we're back, we put ourselves back in with a chance of getting top four, that the pressure does come on. Now, the benefits this season that we didn't have last season is we've been there before. Yeah, most of the players that have been that are going to play have been there before. And have played with that pressure going into the matches, and it gives them a huge advantage over going into that type of match last year. Yeah. So We're also not conceding two goals a game. No, but you know, you, I mean, you'd expect them to be more relaxed. You know what I mean in terms of how to approach it. Like what Damon said, coming off the back of the win against City, you know, whatever about about the match at the weekend, they know that if they win against Burnley. They've got Swansea in front of them. The, the next two games, and it's it's like every game has been. This has been a must win. The City game was the first one in a while. I remember thinking to myself, right, this is yeah, not a must yeah. win match, right? Yeah. But we're back to two games where we need to take six and points then we out. Fucking one at the cunts. Because then <laughs> then we have United and Arsenal after that. If we win our next two matches, who knows? We could already be ahead of one of them going into in, going into a head to head match against them. And if you can put six points on the board between now and those two matches, then going into those ga- two games. I'm not saying they're losable fixtures or you can afford to lose them, but you don't necessarily have to win those matches. If you can come out with them unbeaten in those two games, then you, the running that you have, you've, you only have to really deal with Chelsea before the end of the season. But this, this is the time, though, when you can't afford to buckle, isn't it? Exactly. This you is, this cannot is the buckle now. March is such an important because, team in any run-in. But then. we also had such a long time there where we were getting wins, but we weren't moving up the table. And now we're starting we're to still, you know, We're yeah. still staying in the yeah. same stupid yeah. position, yeah. despite all the good form. And like, I, I, I know I'm going to say... My plan is to move Emery Chan to right wing back. That's that's my plan. <laughs> I, 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 if if Sacco's fit, bring him in. Put Lovren right centre back. Put Skirtle there. Put Sacco left centre back, and put Emery Chan in as right centre back. I, I, and I think it would work. I look, the, the fella is just brilliant, right? But it, the way it can rotate, he can step in. Henderson can come out and cover right right wing back if needs be. Chan can step into the centre, into the centre, and you don't lose any of that dynamic effect in terms, in terms of what's going on. But he won't because he's got Markovic. Markovic is fit. He's going to start there. Why would you change it? Why would you change the, the game? Those players deserve to go out against Burnley after the performance they put in on Sunday mm-hmm. and start a, a, an unchanged team. And I don't see he'll make any changes. He may make changes at the weekend, but he definitely. They, all those players for the performance level for what they achieved on Sunday they deserve to walk back out hold, hold their jerseys hold their positions and go back, straight back out again which again, comes back to that idea of Daniel Sturridge for you he starts on the bench again it's not that I want to start them on the bench but at this moment in time he, would you rather the three that we have or starting storage and hoping that he finds form on the actual pitch it comes back to what Dave says it's a meritocracy again hmm. and long live the meritocracy yeah. Is everyone happy with that or would anyone like to see any changes made? I mean, I probably, I mean, I think there's an argument to give Sturridge the start. Ahead of? That's, that's the tough call, isn't it? Sterling, it is. Ser- I mean, Sterling, Sterling probably. If Sterling. anyone has to If you're going to rest someone, Sterling looks a little fatigued. Yeah. Lalana and Coutinho just come off a great game. Lalana didn't play in Europe. Realistically, Coutinho- Sterling probably should have had at least one goal. He had two very good chances. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know. I mean, and he's, he's making bad decisions in the box. And I think, I think giving him a, a rest... 
you know, to maybe start him against Blackburn. Hope he gets a goal against Blackburn. That's probably how I do it. Yeah. Same with Sturridge against Burnley. You know, you'd probably fancy him to get a couple of chances against Burnley. You know, if he gets a goal, maybe his his head starts to get straight. Maybe get some energy into his legs. That's the only change I'd make, though, is is potentially start Sturridge for one of the other three. And pr- yeah, on form, probably, probably Sterling drops out. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, I'd roll with that now. I have to say. You'd what? Yeah, I'd roll. With you'd that. roll with that. Yeah, yeah. Happily enough, and and then I suppose that leads on to the question about the following game. Then, like, I know, I know, you, you've been pretty clear, Phil, about what you think about in terms of priorities. Like, I mean, as far as you're concerned, no, no, look at it's Cali Pasco and ten others playing. Uh, listen, now, so. listen. The thing about the thing about every match is that when when the game comes around. You want to win them. It's not that you're saying like I won't even bother watch the game on Sunday mm. or anything like that. You know what I mean? But there but is it, a gap. So, the but there is, for me, I, it just doesn't get me up. You know what I mean? It's it's you know the way that I look at it. At, I looked at the Europa League game and I was up for that because it was a route into the Champions League and I love us winning European trophies. Liverpool's USP has always been winning the league and winning European trophies. We've done that more than any other English club. That is what Liverpool made its name about. Winning, winning silverware, winning in Europe, winning, winning, sil- winning no. in Europe, winning silverware is, is my. Winning the league and winning in Europe. Well, with the eye on winning silver, do you, do you would you say agree what you were thinking of yourself? Yeah, earlier like also, you I keep think, the same I think team there's going to be a maximum of two changes tomorrow night, or uh, Wednesday night, and then there'll be a maximum of two changes. A maximum of two. Yeah. Okay. Well, if 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 Daniel Surge has won them for you, who's yeah. the other one? No, I, 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 it's hard to predict. It's hard to predict. You know, Rogers okay. could Rogers could take over now the team. And Sack, you you wouldn't really yeah. know exactly what he's going to do. We could put Torre in one of the games. And Sacco well. may be close. We don't yeah. know what the story is. But I don't I don't see him change it up now. Look, the, there's a lot of pressure off Liverpool's back now. I mean, I think every United fan would have been looking at that game against uh, uh, what's their face last week in Europe when we went there for sickness and and half bollocks. Now they would laugh and slag us off, but I think they were thinking Second. shit. Yeah, because now Liverpool can just. Cruise the end of the season, making two or three, two changes, max a game, mm. and that keeps everyone happy. Yeah, you'll have your car, and then you'll have the likes of Lallana coming in on the team. Coutinho might need a rest, Sterling might need a rest, Storage might, and you've players to be off the bench for the last Moreno. month. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Because in the FA Cup, it's not big. the week after the the league finishes, so you've literally yeah, got yeah. two games that yeah. are going to interfere yep. in your league room. Yep. In, in terms of changing players out. And this is one. Of them. This is one of them. So you've only got one of them. There's another one there. There's one a, of them is the Wembley. Do we get to the semi-finals at Wembley? I think well. there's, so a good, a there's yeah, the guts yeah, of a fortnight yeah. off between two games, and the semi is probably going to be wedged. Yeah, so in there. I think it can be managed. Yeah, so, so it can be managed. Yeah, absolutely. No, and the good thing about it is we have got a fairly fit squad at the moment. Like yeah. Not many injuries. Right, you're bought, I, I, I'm going to buy in now. You're in. I'm going to go mad for the FA Cup. I'm going to get. I'm going to make an FA Cup hat at the weekend. And it's one game till Wembley. Think of it that way. It's one game. We want all wholesale changes now. Something. <laughs> I, th- I also think the fact that Balotelli, Barini, and Lambert are not getting minutes at all, yeah. you know, in terms of the substitutions, really, I think that's telling as well. It means that, like he did last season, Brendan, he's he's set, he's he's settled on yeah, his, yeah, 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 yeah. his 15 he players, he's got his yeah. players, and he's like, great, these are my There's boys. There's only so many players you can consider. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're all sort of assuming that, like, Manquillo, there's a problem. Let's for he's, he's 19 or whatever he is, he's only on loan. Rogers isn't going to offend the kid no. by, you know, just keeping him involved in the squad if there's an injury he's in. You know what I mean? There's no big fucking deal. Like, you can't you can't rotate everyone. No. The, the kind of elephant in the corner of the room, though, is Gerard is, you got all fucking Twitter today, he's back training and all, and everyone knows he's going to come back in. Well, play him, well, in, the, yeah. play him in those cup matches. Well, I think he'll, he'll definitely... I That's mean, three games to the end of the season. Play him in his last game in we can, we can go all LFC family, right? <laughs> LFC family, go uh, for this, it. This FA Cup... It's going to be for Stevie G. 
if they win it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and he's gonna he's gonna be involved in the cup games. Is it Andy? I'm fucking sure it is. Look, there's three Jesus games. Jesus Christ, there's like, three I mean, games. Let's not go on anti Jared. Is, 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 is it Anna's birthday, is it? <laughs> I haven't heard actually. <laughs> what's even uh, vaguely, what's even vaguely anti Jared about asking the question about if it's for him? Because it's enough for the it's enough for me. It's for me, Andy. It's for you. It, no. It's for us. There's a collective sneer now towards fucking Jared. No, that's really that's like bad it. form. Who's doing that? It's not collective There's no collective sneer. He's just not good enough for that team. It's not. It's not a collective sneer. The team has progressed without. The team has progressed. He doesn't fit that foot. Has has, but to say Gerard doesn't have a part to play. In the rest of the season, like Dave, you said, I wouldn't start. Him in oh, the I wouldn't game. start. I wouldn't start. I wouldn't start. That's not saying he hasn't got a role yeah. to play. I just who who you drop in for Gerard? Yeah. Tell me who you drop in for Gerard. Anyone, Henderson? Uh, you're dropping Henderson for Gerard? No, just not immediately. Like, you're just so, you're so asking then, who we're dropping. But then I can only make the decision, right? He plays so, midfield, so you're gonna have to pick somebody. I but wouldn't play. Dro- he's not I good enough midfield anyway. for us. And they're gonna have, you're gonna have players that might be tired or pick pick up a, a knock or whatever. So my, I think my point that I was saying is that you you can only pick right. Yes. No, we've just we've Jared just done a whole pod. Jared would be the worst player to put in right wing back. But, <laughs> but I can actually, <laughs> actually no, see him. Johnson would be the worst uh, player to put in right wing back. Probably not. Like I could, I could see him appearing at right centre back at just in the mid in midfield against Blackburn, like as a as you know where he feels he's the best as the centre midfield. I think, and then in a league game, okay. But I'm at advanced role. I think I agree. He's not a liability like in, in an advanced. But role he is in a centre midfield role. Yeah, he is, yeah. Yeah, so I wouldn't play him in a centre yeah. midfield. Yeah. I wouldn't start him, but if you had to start him, which I wouldn't, but if you did, you'd have to play him for as me, one of the attacking midfielders. There was a game earlier in the season we tried that, Andy. We tried to put him in a more advanced role. It didn't fucking work out for him. And somebody else got a hold, so it could drop him back to yeah. suit him as well. And that didn't really mm. suit me either. And we'd already taken the player. For, for me, for me, for me now, the best, the best way we used to write to the end of the season is he's a 25, 35 minute yes. impact player. And could be bench. amazing for and us. And could be yeah. fucking huge for us. Give me all there. Yeah. Yeah. Get on there. So I'm not saying he's got no role to play. I'm just saying yeah. I he doesn't get in my exactly. best team, therefore yeah. I don't start him. Now, yeah. if there's injuries, then he comes in, obviously. Like, yeah. that's, that's, that's a different story altogether. But if you, if you have everyone fit, his best role is going to be served Busting his lungs for twenty four. But you've got to be fed. You've got to be fed to Jared as well, right? You don't want his last ten games or whatever. Him playing in a role where he's getting exposed and it leads to us not doing what we think we can do for the rest of the season either. That, you know what I mean? You've got to be fed yeah. to him. He, he right? hasn't got the energy levels to play no. at the tempo we play at the minute. And so Blackburn we're starting them, yeah. Middle of the pack. Look, I wouldn't be devastated if he started Gerald, but I would have start in against Blackburn. I'd start. I'd start. I'd start. Jesus start Christ, start against we're playing against Championship opposition be fucking grand. I would say, <laughs> I'd say if he's put in there, he'll be in beside Alan and Henderson. And yeah. I'd say both be, he'd be given legs with the two then. Yep, um, I can see that. But then he, yeah, maybe in the formation, then he plays well. Well, Alan is playing now then. Yeah, yeah. Well, playing. Open the top three against, like we did against say Wimbledon or something like that. Where he can actually do damage as 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 almost as a centre. Go do what you yeah. do best. Yeah, no. just go and attack the team. Don't you have no defensive. And when he when he gets when he gets a chance, he's probably one of the best finishers yeah. at the club. Yeah. No, issues, uh, absolutely no issues with yeah. starting against Blackburn. Yeah. It's not sniping. I was just yeah. saying that I'd like based on the team. I'd actually he like to see him start against Blackburn. Yeah, I think I think most. And I'd like to see Sacco come back in against Blackburn. Well, let's hope he's. Well, Sacco is the other one. I mean, I again, I wouldn't start Gerard, but Sacco. For me, the only two changes is you make you either make a change in the front three and that's Sturridge or Sterling rotating, or you make and you make the change when Sacco's fit enough to come I think we're all a bit nervous that there's a question about Sacco. There should not be a question about Sacco coming no, back no. into the thing. I Sacco, don't think there will Sacco's be. I don't think there will be. Uh, Sacco's better than Lover, right? Yeah. He's, be, he's, he's better as a defender than Chan and Skirtle as well. Defender of the I'll, I'll defend Lover, and I think he's been in the last two and a half games, 
like he's been he's been okay. Yeah. Like you know, he hasn't he's he's come on. And Bourne is a perfect game now, he's a touch wood and all that. But it'd be a perfect game for him to put an extra game together where he, he puts in a performance. A more like a performance you expect. Like and then it'd be nice for him to come out then. To come out after a nice few games where well, he's he done nothing bad. Yeah. Sarko comes back in. He can't rip- feel like he's exactly. putting it all behind him exactly. either. No, no, no. He, you know, he can't, he'll has to be reminded that you don't just have three games yeah. and you're back to it's a Sacco's a, yeah. a better player exactly. and yeah. Sacco should be first choice yeah. I think there's a role for Lovren to be developed to p- be able to play on the right and the left so that he becomes almost the covering centre he com- becomes the utility centre back well, whether I, it's a three or whether whatever if, yeah. if you were playing a back four because the more you develop him as a right centre back say against Blackburn say you play Sacco Torre as the central centre back let's say and um, Lovren then as the right centre back you know th- there's no issues there you know, and for me there's absolutely well, I'd go no a different direction I, if you stick in with Lovren if Lovren's here next season I think he replaces Skirtle in the middle because I think that, that's, it, yeah. that's where you should play him then try it out yeah. Try it out against Blackburn. There'd be absolutely, in theory, there'd be nothing wrong with no, that. No, that's you what I'd say. You'd have to see him. I wouldn't play him on the, either the two wide sides because I think it's a really tough position. You get exposed a lot. Your passing's got to be good and his isn't. No, but, you know, and and you get sucked out wide exactly. a lot. But that's, 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 that's the worst that, time that's happened. That He's better seeing the whole picture. Yeah. But Dave, that goes yeah. back to my original point about the, the game against Blackburn. You can put those players in. There's absolutely no argument and no logic at all to saying that those players can't go in and you can't do a bit of experimentation in the Blackburn game because they are all good enough and there should be no reasons why they can't go in and do that against Blackburn. Yeah, but my argument is there's no reason to do it because we don't need the rest. No. We play against Burnley, we play against Blackburn, then we've got a big rest. So that's why I wouldn't make the change. Because okay. if we had another game on that's Wednesday night, fair that's enough. Fine. But yep. like, you know, we don't. I can see the logic in that. Good. Glad you agree with me. Don't have to agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Fractious. Um, okay, well, look, we've managed not to talk a whole lot about Burnley or... or, or Danny Ings, Danny Ings. The only thing we have to worry about is Danny Ings because he's going to sign for us next year and, of course, every player that's going to sign if you scores about 20 goals. Cup, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he'll celebrate. Fucking can't be done. He'll just apologise. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, lads. Sorry, about next year, lads. Yeah, 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 sorry. Oh, you want three... Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the height of our of our analysis of, of and Burnley. Trippier well, Bur- Burnley played the same. The one thing I would say about Burnley is he plays the same side every week. They're gonna, they're fucking they're out on their feet. That's the other reason why they're not winning games is he does not do squad rotation at all. Hmm. Plays the same team every game. He's got twelve players. Yeah, there you go. There we go. And a fella called Trippier. Oh, he's wonderful little fullback. Yeah. <laughs> I'm quite fond of him as a player. I like how he isn't pronounced the French way either. No, you wouldn't do that. No, no. Yeah. Okay, yeah. right. Well, let's Masca. go. Let's go around the table and get some predictions. Then we start with the uh, the uh, much uh, maligned FA Cup, which we now all love, which is brilliant. So, come on, the FA Cup! I love come it. Come on, the FA Cup! Says <laughs> Phil over here after being fucking bled. Andy, Andy, Liverpool, Blackburn prediction. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit more shaky than uh, people might expect. Oh, 2 1. 2 1 win yeah. for Liverpool, yeah. yeah. Okay, and 3 1. 3 1, I think we're going to be comfortable enough. Very nice. Uh, what are you thinking, Dave? This is Blackburn. That's right. In the cup. Uh, I think we'll win uh, 2 0. And just to please Andy, I think Jared might score. <laughs> just mm. so he'll get a little tear in his eye. Mm. Yeah. Jared sure well. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Penn, 1 0 for Andy. I'm getting one of those rattle things and everything. Yeah. <laughs> from the, the, the clackers from 1950. Yes. Yeah, one of them. Yeah. And and an FA Cup hat. Yeah. Or make it me own with tinfoil and everything at the weekend. You do oh, that, yeah. Yeah. 
big badges to get as the well. big, big rosette yeah. yeah. I love the FA Cup badge yeah. on there right? Right, and yeah, I think we win no matter what team we play even if Pascal's playing 4-0 I know I think yeah. there'll be some story about Jordan Rhodes is Jordan Rhodes still playing for Blackburn yeah yeah, well, it'll come out that he's linked pre- he'll be linked with us on Friday, and it'll turn out he's a lifelong Liverpool fan. There'll be some type of fucking special on football folks at Saturday. Brilliant, right? Brilliant. <laughs> All right, the, and uh, I don't want to. I don't want to win it for CVG. I want to win it for Andy. Don't be <laughs> winning for Andy. I want so, us to win it for Liverpool. For Andy. Andy's not impressed. Andy, uh, <laughs> the 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 Burnley, uh, the Burnley game in the Premier League, Liverpool Burnley. Yeah, we're going to feel about that one. Uh, three or four nil. Three or four nil. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Right. Uh, it was first. That's what you're saying earlier. I think we're going to put the nail in Burnley. It's coffin. Finally, I think that's going to be the end of that Wednesday night. We're going to finish them. Finish them. So you reckon another convincing win like Andy? I, I think we're going to fucking destroy them. Jesus. Yeah, I have a good, I have just really really good feeling. Really? Yeah. I really. Do. I think four four nil. Uh, Dave, did fucking you, love positive floody. Fuck on the mess. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I, I don't want to. I feel you. like this is the first time I've met you. I, I'm confused. <laughs> I'm confused, <laughs> and I feel a bit. I feel a bit strange. But anyway, uh, Dave. See, I, I think it's uh, it's going to be a little tighter, uh, but I think we'll eventually run up pretty comfortable. Two, maybe three nil. Two, three nil. This, this is all very overly optimistic. Oh, um, I think it's going to be tight if we win. It'll be very, very, very tight. A goal, and I think we will win, though. Phil, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Although I can never, I can't, still can't get my head around that Blackburn is the FA Cup match and Burnley is the league match. It just doesn't it seem, seem right. It seems you know what I mean. Like it, Blackburn went so in the Premier League for so long that you started out, huh? And then it's the, the wrong way around in terms of days. Well, it might help you uh, get over your. Well, I'm man. I ain't going off now. Big roll of fucking tin foil. Going to make me own FA Cup. I'm going to sit in the room. I'm going to take a picture of it now. No, the worst FA thing is we'll beat we'll beat Burnley. Get up on the account. We'll beat Burnley, and you think we're going to Wembley? Go to Wembley, lads. FA Cup. FA Cup. FA Cup. Who's up for the cup? Oh, brilliant! Alright, that this. I am Lou Suarez. You are listening to Trippers Chat. <laughs> right, let's start with a few uh, suggestions from listeners. Dan Purcell has two for us. We'll start with his first one. He says, if you've decided to break up with a girl and she has no idea it's coming, how do you start the conversation? A hypothetical for you there. Jeez, well, I'm usually on the receiving end of that conversation. So. <laughs> she usually Everyone starts by saying, sit down, <laughs> we need to talk. Do you want a cup of tea? Yeah, yeah. yeah like, yeah, okay. You have to give the owl, it's not you, it's me. You know oh, I mean? Do you go with that one, yeah? Go with that one, yeah. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, yes. so I'm just back from the clinic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your mate's number? <laughs> <laughs> just change your Facebook status. <laughs> Change your family in a relationship to it's complicated. And then when she asks you, you say, Well, I did Change want to talk to you Facebook. about it. Like, a friend you know. or on Facebook? Yeah. Blocker. Blocker. Blocker mute. Okay, right. We're obviously very Lock good at the old relationships here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dan, Daniel's second one says, What's your greatest ever non Liverpool footballing moment? His was uh, the Aguero winner and, and Ferguson's face in the aftermath. Any suggestions for your favourite non Liverpool football? Well, it kind moment? of is a Liverpool one, but I, I don't think you can beat Kenny winning the title. Uh, for Blackburn, for Blackburn. Anfield. Mm. Like that was that's up there for you yeah I mean it is kind of a Liverpool moment because Liverpool were playing we beat them and he was the former Liverpool manager <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. he wasn't managing Liverpool so, at the time, okay. so that was pretty uh, for me it's the World Cups Ireland made it to the World Cups yeah just amazing. Yeah, Houghton's goal in in 94 yeah I mean I'm, I'm not Irish but I remember it and that was 
I mean, that was a pretty... Maradona's going against Ireland, England. Like, Ireland in a World Cup, I think they everybody stands up and sort of just... Yeah. They're in awe of what's happening. Like, you know, the, the fans that go over, like, they, they do put on a good show. Well, actually, everyone loves it. I was it, actually yeah. at that game yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when Houghton got the goal. But my best moment is, well, there's probably two of them, and it was the Houghton goal against England in 88, and then Ronnie Whelan's one against Russia. Mm. Fucking that that, that, that whole two weeks you, you're really uh, then the win against Holland in uh, Lansdowne yeah, yeah. yeah. so a, a lot of Ireland ones for you guys basically yeah, I mean, if, like, if you're going non-football you're going to go with the national well as a Wales fan mine's <laughs> 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 uh, probably Paul Bowden hitting the ball with a penalty <laughs> didn't get to the World Cup Maradona's going 96 yeah, that was to, the moment. That, that was the moment that fucking football just blew me away. And, mm. and we had we had Liverpool winning the double that year. And like you're, you're sort of aware of football, and you're, you're celebrating, and you have the kits and all. And then you turn on what was really the first real World Cup. I remember like a, a very vague memories of 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 eighty two. But eighty six was the first real World Cup. I remember right. And for that was the Brazil team with Zico and had an incredible match against France. Brazil and France. Yeah. I remember being in bits then when, when Brazil lost that game. Because well, you're a kid, you know, you're there going just completely in bits because I didn't want Brazil to lose and it was great. Yossi Mar was in that. Do you remember he scored that goal against Pat Jennings? Fucking, that was ridiculous. And then you're watching the, the, that game against England and you see Maradona and the way he just gets his hand up in front of Shilton. <laughs> <laughs> but now the way he just cuts through the England team it was just it was something else I'd never seen anything like that before in football yeah. and genuinely I'd never seen it and I remember going remember my mother went out and got me a Maradona 10 Argentina jersey at the time it was the best thing ever like, do you know what I mean there was about 90 kids in, in, on, on the pitch wearing fucking Maradona you look, you look stupid in goal with it on. <laughs> but no it was, it was like that just just it just blew your mind I'd never seen anything like that in a football pitch before never and it was just the most amazing thing and it even sticks out now You when you see the replay back remember the joint spider on the pitch remember the shadow of the, the bit over the Azteca Stadium and it always just just fucking it's fixated in my mind that, that thing and even the final and all the game against Belgium Argentina against Belgium you know the, the he's mentioned that oh. as well yeah, yeah. Okay, well, a lot of international memories there for you. Fair play. This next one is uh, a kind of um, hypothetical from Paul Murray. Um, Paul says, "You're twenty. This is very specific. You're 26 years old. You're a Liverpool captain. You get the chance to score the winning goal to win the league, but it's also a career-ending injury in the process. Do you score, or do you pull out and never win the league? Nobody will know. I score." But you're 26 old, 26 years old, Liverpool captain, so you're a millionaire. You've had, a, point, you've right? had a good career, yeah. You're going to score the goal that wins the league, which means like... You'll be another millionaire. You're, you're, you're a millionaire you're a, you're a all God. over again. And the insurance is going to pay you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a 26-year-old multi-millionaire who's never going to have to buy a drink again in his life, who's going to do after-dinner speaking for the rest of your life ten, about that goal. Ten, yeah. ten years of At 26, you're going to have still a huge involvement in the club. You'll probably yeah. go on and be in the You'd be the manager, wouldn't you? You'll end up having such a yeah. amount of experience from 26 onwards yeah. to be a manager. By the time you're 40, you'll be laughing. Yeah. Look at us rationalising this poor bastard's career. What if, <laughs> just, just take it on, say you score the goal, win yeah. the league, but you have to lose all your money after it. Oh, you just add that in there for a bonus. Just, just, just to, uh, for a bit of effect. So yeah, yeah. So you, you lose all the money you've earned up until that point, but you can earn more money after you that. You can't right? earn any money right into that goal, ever. So you only have the honour of it, basically, is yeah. what you're saying. So it's just the honour. Fuck, that's Fuck a tough that. one. So you have to go back to being, whatever, electrician or... Man or whatever, like you just that's yeah. it, yeah. 
But you've scored the winning goal for Liverpool to win the league, and, and people will league, always talk to you about have it. Your league, but you can't do it any money. Yeah, yeah, actually, of course you would, because that's what basically it's what we're doing. Now. We're, we're all walking away, sweating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just yeah. don't have a league. So basically, it's like quantum leap. You, you, for a day, you go into the body of the 26-year-old Liverpool captain, then yeah. you. You know, come out and you and go. And you have to give him a career-ending injury. <laughs> you go somewhere else, <laughs> and he gets a career-ending injury, and you go off, and you have to be a fireman. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or a quantum <laughs> physicist. If it's quantum, <laughs> leap. Uh, quantum leap is a great show, wasn't it? Oh, I used to <laughs> love it. Remember, remember quantum leap, Trev? Didn't watch it, fella. Oh what? my, no, I don't like it. Brilliant, no, didn't, didn't he really even used it. to leap into women's bodies and everything. That's magic. He left it. That's a different program. <laughs> 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 I think Phil's no, confused. Kaylin, Kaylin Kareem is asking us um, which was the first age-restricted movie that you legally saw uh, did it live up to your expectations. What do we just what generally? Do we are, we, are, we, are we talking now? I think Kaylin is it might mean illegally. Yeah, well, he says, "What's the first age-restricted movie that you legally saw?" I think this is going to be a far better question. Was it illegally? That so does he mean the first eight, the first film you saw when you were eighteen? Yeah. I think I think it means the first over 18s for the machine. Yeah. Let, let, let's yeah. go that when you, yeah. when when it was early. First one I seen was uh, Rambo, First Blood Part Two, and it was the first day we got a video player. Quality. Yeah, that was the first. That's a good got. start, right there. My was, lethal uh, weapon. Do you remember the lethal weapon? Uh, uh, <coughs> one where um, the first one. Second. I think it's a, it's a Yaman the fellas' birthday. He's retiring us or his birthday, and they put a lot of. He's condoms. always retiring. They put a lot of condoms on. Oh his no, desk. that's the. Oh, that's right up. That's the second one. That's three, I think. Yeah. I used to love that what series. Is Joe Pesci in it? 89. 89. But anyway, I remember watching that with uh, whoever was fucking babysitting at the time. They had it on. They didn't give a shit. Like, you know, when I was sitting there. But they were breaking a shit laughing at the condom scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, <laughs> having a clue what was going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, Look yeah. at all their water balloons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's it? But like, you know when you're that age, like, you want to fit in or whatever. Yeah. And then it was watched then. I was got to watch it in front of my parents. And of course, the condom thing come on. And they're all just... Staying silent, like, being, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I go, oh! <laughs> 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 Come on, I just. What's going on there? <laughs> mine was. Uh, so funny there. Mine was Robocop. Well, actually, we watched Robocop and Predator. We had them on, uh, you know, a pirate uh, video and uh, watched both of them. And uh, I remember, like, not getting why people were so why it was so violent like you know and then the man in Robocop he goes into acid at the end of it like his whole yeah, face yeah. kind of fucking melts off I was yeah. like that's why that's there, freaks, go. Yeah. there you go yeah, yeah. yeah. Jaws Jaws for me is the obvious one mine, actually did scare the crap out mine was The Omen mm. and I was four what are you how in the fuck are you watching that at four well, well, they didn't put it on for me now. Like it was just it, <laughs> you saw it out, did you? Me, me it was a fucking exorcism. They were trying to get rid of the bastard. Apparently, he wasn't on that day. Here, feel watch that. It was, yeah. it was research. <laughs> fucking what? What did they do with that Damien kid? How do we get rid of Phil? They had. Oh, I on Joe's was like what? Nineteen seventy-seven. I didn't watch it when it came out, Dave. Before you oh, go down right. the fucking <laughs> obvious route of Trevor Savage, it was a picture book of Moby Dick. I thought it was Connor Train goes yeah. goes yeah. across the oh, screen. Here we go, really yeah. 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 Lash him out. Come on, anyone anymore? Anymore? <laughs> Charlie, there's that Charlie Jackson. Ding 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 ding. This one got really. Last up is wondering which footballer's point would you dip your cock in when they're not looking? When they're not looking. 
<laughs> Joey Burton. <laughs> you know, fucking dip me balls and all. That. <laughs> <laughs> you'd want them to be looking. You'd want them to be looking though. Yeah, Fuck that. Know, They'd yeah. be like, yeah. They got Joey. Uh, J- Peter Hussey wants to know what your favourite smell is. What's your favourite smell? Mm. Napalm in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Smells like victory. Uh, sea, Any others? The sea breeze. The smell of the sea. I love the smell of the sea. Oh, it's fucking rank, Phil. Yeah. I do. Now, I'm not talking of fucking Ireland. I'm talking about when you're on the, on <laughs> the, on the Mediterranean. You being a, you know, from the country, do you like the smell of shit? Coaches <laughs> <laughs> love the smell of har- uh, horse and fucking cow shit. That's a terrible, off. terrible generalisation. That's completely incorrect. <laughs> Do you know? Okay. Completely Being incorrect. from the village I, or wherever you're from, right? <laughs> from the village. <laughs> yes, yes. I am one of the elders of our village. We uh, we is regularly gather around the, the campfire and we smell shit. shit, and it's great. It's what we do. You still make your houses out of? Yeah, we do. Shit and and pig shit is much worse than Yes. Pig shit is much worse than horse. Why are we talking about shit? It was so smell. <laughs> Your favourite smell. I think the best smell is the best fresh, smell. freshly cooked grass. You know, freshly cooked cook grass. Cook there you go. So we've got the sea. Bacon sandwich. We've got the sea. We've got freshly cooked grass. Summer. The smell of summer. What's that? Why what is the, the fuck does summer? summer smell like? You, so, you know it. <laughs> no, you know it. Know it. You do fucking what? know so it. So on the first of fucking July, there's, there's a smell that gets released. There's, there's wisps of charcoal in the air. There's oh. that freshly cooked grass. There's you know it's warm. Why there's would it be charcoal? Sea breeze. Barbecues. Barbecues. Yes, warm sea breeze. Where's the warm sea breeze? Where's <laughs> <laughs> the warm sea breeze in your estate? I'm on fucking holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know what smells lovely? What smells Petrol. lovely? Petrol smells fucking delicious. Given your choice of profession, I am astounded that that is your favourite smell. That is odd, Andy. That is a bit odd. You don't like the smell of petrol? No, I'm just saying. It's compared to diesel. Yeah, you're right. It's fucking deadly compared to this. <laughs> it smells more expensive. Yeah. It's, it's got a lovely fucking bouquet. It's got a quality. Isn't gorgeous. food, yeah, like food, like, you know, like bacon or pizza or something like that. Yeah, That's the it's, best it's smell. steak. Doesn't even smell like summer. that. Yeah. The best fucking yeah. summer. <laughs> the smell of summer. summer. <laughs> There's food in the smell of summer because it has yeah. the charcoal of the barbecue. Straight away, you're not supposed to smell food, right? You know? But just like I can smell summer. Uh, who's the greatest B-grade action movie star any, uh, ever and you must accompany your answer with an actual movie reference so I'm going to say anything by Steven Seagal Steven Seagal is not a B-grade yes, action movie why is he B-grade? that's ridiculous uh, uh, like you know substandard <gasps> <laughs> my god if Paul Brennan was here I know it's specifically for Paul and, and <laughs> Phil that I'm doling out Steven Seagal is not a fucking B-grade action movie so who is a B-grade Denzel action? Washington Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, what's, what, give me the movie. The Equalizer. Yes, that's brilliant. There you go. Yeah, you right. can't even fucking disagree. And I tell you, there was another one where he's in South Africa, and he was. It was almost like his his prequel to the Equalizer, where he safe house, uh, he, safe house. It was where he went one up. Yeah, he went fucking rogue agent, and he was <laughs> battering everyone. Right, so Denzel Washington is a fucking B grade action. I tell you, Liam Neeson could get into the, that category as well. He's shit. Controversial. He's not B grade. He fucking is. <laughs> <laughs> he's a billion years old. He's older than Trev. Would the rock be B grade? No. Ah, uh, he has to be. No, yeah. what the fuck are you? What movie are you guys watching? Fucking now. He has to be. He's in a movie with a ballerina. 
Yeah, Come on. So. Well, that's not an action movie, Trev, is it? No, it doesn't, doesn't have to be an action you know? movie. Do you know who he would have been a kind of top star? Kurt Russell. He's always yeah. a decent actor, but he's a beam movie action hero, yeah. Like yeah. Escape from New York, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 Was he in Stargate? No. Was he in the movie? Yeah, he was in the original in Stargate. The movie, yeah. He was, yeah. 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 What was he in? Stargate. Stargate. Yeah, was the he? movie, yeah. The first, yeah, the movie. And he was in Tango and Cash. That's Which fucking is brilliant. fucking phenomenal. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. Phenomenal. Jack Palance is the best thing about that. <laughs> Let's finish as we always do with some admin and uh, shout for Astro Park, our kind hosts here. You can book your pitch time at astropark.ie. You should get on the new We Are Liverpool magazine, which is available online at weareliverpoolfanzine.com. And at the ground before home games, it's absolutely the best value around and a frankly ludicrous £1.50. And it features a tremendous collection of writers, um, including a few trippers, and then there's me as well. Your day trippers tonight were Damien Flood, Andy Young, Phil Casey, and myself, Trev Downey. What's the story's lips at the moment? They're falling apart. The bottom one is actually turning just into skin. There's no lip there anymore. It's just skin. His face is going to fall off. What's that movie? Knocked Up. Is it Knocked Up when he lives with his housemates and they all fart on each other's pillowcases and they get brown? Oh, the pink guy. Pink guy. Brown guy. <laughs> Bro, yeah, makes more sense. Make that mistake. Yeah. <laughs> the bridge is the Swedish Norwegian. Oh yeah, I saw the ads for that. Looks good. Nor, it's brilliant. It looks class. I'm onto the second season. He's on the American one as well. I watched the American killing, which I enjoyed, and then but I was watching because the I watched the the Swedish Norwegian of the four series of the bridge. You just don't go back down to the American one. Yeah. They did a British version of the bridge. It's called the Tunnel. It was all about the body being found in between the in the middle of the. I thought you were just pulling the Casey there for a second. It's actually this is real. So imagine if that was England at the border, Northern Ireland, Northern. The game, let's go. go. On your side, on your side, lads. Tea time. I hate that. Seriously, there you go. Two seven, three, four, five. Recurring. Four point two again. Now what I've done was I've divided by that by poi. <laughs> 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah. They were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. This might look like a normal job, but it's not. When hackers infiltrate networks and steal or destroy proprietary data, we're all at risk. Earn a master's degree in cybersecurity online at Grand Canyon University and help protect your company from cyber threats by performing vulnerability assessments and threat hunting to catch hackers. What do you think protecting your company looks like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Sports Social Podcast Network.